Welcome to the 9 to 5 Killers podcast, an explorative and insightful journey inside the minds of some of the most successful entrepreneurs who have killed their day jobs to pursue their passions. Welcome to episode 14 of the 95 Killers podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Graham, and joining me today, I have a very special guest, my longtime friend, comedian, Mr. Dino Vigo. Welcome to the show, Dino. How you doing, brother? Glenn, I'm good, man. Good to see you. Yo, man, it's good to have you on here. I've been watching what you're doing, and and I just want to just say like I'm real proud of you, seeing where you came from and, and seeing where you're at now. Aww. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and you know, so tell people what you do so they know what's going on. Stand-up comedian. I mean, I do other things in the business. I, you know, I act, I write, and all that, but like, I'm a comic. Where's your parents from? My father is uh, a Puerto Rican, black, uh, black Puerto Rican, uh, Afro Rican, right, whatever right. you want to, uh, how you say it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my mother is a uh, Russian uh, Jew. She's a Russian Jew. I didn't know the whole time knowing you. I never knew that. For real? And I didn't know that. How long we know each other for about? Yo, when people ask me that, it, it gets scary. Because over like, 10 years, you know. It's over 20 years, Over bro. 20 years. That's, yeah. you see what I'm saying? I know. That gets scary that you know somebody over 20 years that you didn't really grow up with. So that means right. I met you, I met you when I, we were very young now. Right. We were still young, but 18? Yeah, or something like that. I met you in in college from yeah. we didn't really get Go cool to till later, but right. I met you and your brother yeah. from from so we got a history, everybody. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you tell. And we used to date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my I was experimenting back then. Um Glenn left the lifestyle, but you know. <laughs> you better not edit you better not edit that out. I edited anything. I want out, the man. world to know about us. Whatever, man. Um nah, but uh so my good friend that I met in college, freshman mm-hmm. year in college, you grew up with him. Right. And so I met all his friends and he met all my friends and we, be, you know, we kind of incorporated our-, our Shout out our, to Scoot. Yeah, Scoot Lover. Scoot, 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 I don't know if you're going to hear this. Yeah. Scoot's off the grid, yeah, so, you know. way off the grid. He's in a bunker yeah. somewhere. Yeah. He's not even on Facebook or nothing. Can't find him. I think he him. has a flip phone still. Yeah, yeah, that's um, my boy though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so let me tell you something. So usually when people come on a podcast or anything, you, you hear all the stuff, like especially when they know somebody, People always start out, and I'm not going to do to you what people do to me. People always say, yo, I always knew you was going to do it. I always knew. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. When I first uh, heard you was doing stand-up, I was like, I told my brother, I said, nah, that, not Dino. I said, Dino's funny, and, and I liked it, and I think he, but I said discipline. I said, I don't know if he's disciplined. And then, Okay, interesting. And then when I, when I changed my mind about that was 10 years ago, we, had, we sat down somewhere, and you was telling me ideas. And I seen the spark in your eye. You wanted to leave your job. I think you was you was a school teacher or something, I believe, or you was a substitute teacher. It was something, something with teaching. I was doing. in I was in that field. You was in the field when I um I was a count at first. I was a counselor, mm-hmm. um, coming out of college. You know, like for yeah. like a long time for like ten years or whatever. And then uh, I started I started teaching when I was doing stand up. Like I started subbing. It was, was my, subbing. It was, it was right. my side hustle a little while. But when I was subbing, I was already a full-time comic. Right, you was doing comedy, but I didn't know that. So oh, okay. when you were like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not leaving my job to um, pursue comedy. But then when we sat down, I was like, okay. We sat down, and I think it was on 23rd Street, 
and you said to me, like you start talking about how passionate you was and you was gonna leave your job. And it, and it wasn't to that time until I sat down with you that I realized because I'm a person, I'm a passionate dude. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, like a lot of people feel like they'll jump into anything and they think about the money first. You didn't mention money once. And that's when I really started to believe what you were saying. Oh yeah. And then I started seeing your skits. I started following you on, I don't know what it was, Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you started doing skits. You did this, um, the Black Swan skit, <laughs> you know. And so I've been watching for a while, like watching, mm-hmm. you know, with, I'm a busy dude. Um, I'm doing my stuff. But I always pay attention to people. And I, I just like to see what they do in their, their, their progress. And you've really, you know, really just grown and I just seen it happen. Yeah, thank you. Know? Yeah, as far as money goes, yeah. You, this is not something you do. <laughs> if money is your motivation, you don't do this. With any, but money. I think with anything yeah. though, if that's if that's your, if I, no, that's your you, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think unless it the, the business is money, where it's like oh, I want to, I'm an investor or whatever, and and that's the money. The, that's the business. Even an investor, right? There's there's lean months, and so the thing about it, when, if you do anything and money is the motivator. When there's no money in the beginning, usually anything you're doing, there's no money in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then it you, you're gonna question yourself every day, why are you doing this? Because mm-hmm. you, you I even watched one of your you did a video back in the day too. It was a short, I think, about your struggle as a comedian, right? I've done a bunch of things and I've had those things. I've seen and, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So I saw some little thing that you that you posted and I was like, Wow, that's pretty rough. And I said, That's how I know he's serious because before that, you know, when you see someone, you know them, you think you think you know them, you know only one side. So you, oh, yeah. I saw the, the person. It's still rough. No, nah, no, but I mean, <laughs> I know it's rough. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I could have definitely understand that. I'm an artist, man. You are, uh, me too. Yeah. And so the thing about it that I noticed, though, is that when we are passionate about something, yeah, there's rough times, but what makes you go through it is because it's your passion mm-hmm. and you enjoy it. Yeah. So that's that's what I was trying to get to. So just to say, I didn't always think Dino was going to make it. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that, but I grew to respect what you no, do that's real. and, and you're understand not, that. There's no way, you know, I mean, I know for a fact <laughs> other people probably were like, you know, this is this, this. And I, you know what though? I must say a lot of people did support me. Right. And knew like, oh man, mm-hmm. you know, w- what took you so long was a lot of, cause I was always the silly guy. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, you didn't know me, know me, know me. Right. But you knew me. And um, so people who knew me, knew me was like, yo, we've been waiting for this for a while, like for you to start doing something with, with comedy. comedy. Yeah. And then, you know, I had some people that was like, because listen, this is a business of failure. And most people don't succeed in this business. And so, yeah, I, I had some friends that were like behind my back, like, yo, this thing is going to fail. <laughs> no, I mean, I never wished that on you. Like, yeah, no, no, I didn't never say that. It was, you. No, but it when was the- really only like one, one Right. Maybe two people that came back to me. I must say, like, my friends and my family have yeah. supported me hard. That's good, man. You know what I mean? Hard, hard, you know, yeah, all my friends, like, with the exception of one or two people right. that kind of was, you know, didn't. But for the most part, like, you know, everyone's like, yo, man, all my haters, all my haters <laughs> out there. You know what I mean? Sometimes when people say that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought that you're just not good at what it's you're doing? Possible, you know what right? I mean? You talking yeah. about haters. Like, nah, you whack. They're not yeah. haters. That People got opinions. You whack. You know what I mean? And everybody starts off, I, I feel everybody starts off whack. Because you, you'll hear people, like one of the things that I heard, even me, like at one point I was in the comedy scene. Like I was I was going to the comedy shows mm-hmm. a lot. Because one of my boys introduced me to Godfrey. Um, shout out to Godfrey. And Godfrey's was, uh, my dude. You know, Godfrey? Yeah, okay. of course. So I met Godfrey and Artie and um, through my boy Bass. Artie, yeah. So we used to go to the clubs. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I was doing parties back then. And I don't know what it is, it is about comedians and clubs, but you guys like going to parties. So <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be seeing them at all the parties I'm at. And so we started hanging out a bit. And I remember once 
somebody had said, oh, I could do what these guys do. And I was like, nah, no, oh, you can't. And so the, when I really knew that that was a joke, I, I, I knew that that was nonsense, was mm -hmm. that one day, uh, I'll forget which party, me and uh, Godfrey went to this party and he, he was starting to be known and they knew him, you know, whatever. And he went up to the door and they were like, oh, you're good but not your boys, right? And so Godfrey started like, I don't know why he did this, if he even remember this, but he started doing a um, a Sammy Sosa impersonation. I don't know why he started it, but the bouncer was laughing so hard, he forgot all about me, and I just kind of slipped in with them. Like, he's like, ah, right, you go inside, guys, and then, and then I just went inside. But that's when I knew the power of, you know, when you're funny and you could just put it out there, and a lot of people don't understand that. I don't know if he did that intentionally, but it worked. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's shout out to Godfrey. Is, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So a lot of times when we're talking, to, um, when we see a comedian, we see that one side. You do a lot of racially charged comedy, right? So I have one for you. I got a clip that I heard. I'm going to play it back to you. And you tell me your mom is white, dad's black. So how do you Basically. feel like when you tell the jokes? Like you think your, did your mom ever get offended when she first heard them or ever? No, she doesn't get offended. I mean, because I don't. Right. I don't shit on her. I, I do. Sh I have shit on white people. <laughs> exactly. In my. You have thing. to be white. But, yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's nothing that's not true. Um, and what did she say about it? About. I mean, I have a bit that I call white people evil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. But I even I even say that that's not my opinion. But right, it is right. a fact. And, <laughs> you know, your evil deeds are well documented. You know, this, right. it's not up for debate. Let's look at the history of right. white people <laughs> in, right. in this country or in the world. Like, right. You know what I mean? So um, it is what it is. And um, so what does my mom think about she it? She never said anything about it to you? Honestly, no. But she doesn't, she hasn't, I don't know if she's even seen that stuff. I'm sure she has. She has. She, my mother supports me. No, right, but, no, I, yeah. I, I could tell. I yeah, see yeah, that. yeah. Um, and she's proud of me. To the, like, she wants to come often. Right. She's like, when can I come out to a show? And like, that's a lot of pressure for me to have my really? mom in the crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to okay. have anyone in the crowd that I know and, Even now? and respect their opinion. Mm -hmm. Of course, because you don't want to bomb in front of your friends, which I have, but, you know, you don't want to. Like, I don't mind bombing at all. That's part right. of the game. Part you know what I mean? Game. But I, it is, you don't want to bomb in front of somebody that you know. Like, you know, when I'm doing a show and no one's there, like, and I'm bombing, it's fun. It's funny. Right. We laugh right. at it. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'm bombing today. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? That is, but if you do have someone, if a girl you know came to see you, like, you don't want to bomb in front of. I girl. try not to think of it. Like, you know, you know when I when I'm doing something, like, like I do like a, a public speaking thing. I have I have a fear of public speaking, so we do mm -hmm. competitions now, and I'm gonna be doing like a big one, and I'm trying to go to Paris to do this international. There'll oh, be dope. like thousands of people there, right? So you bomb if if you could bomb at a speech. Like sometimes I go up oh, on yeah, stage, yeah, 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 but it's I a little forget. different. I forget everything. No, but you you've ever forgot your your material? I'm sure you you you. Uh, no, I don't. I haven't. You can't not right? really. No, you can, I, but yeah, you, I, I forgot. I have forgotten a a bit. You know what I mean? Like a uh, a part of a joke that I like. Oh man, where am I going with this bit? It's just you have brain freeze and just, <laughs> right. But that's not. I've been. But it's not. I'm bombing. I'm, I'm ripping. Right, you ripping. And then I'm like, oh shit. That bit, but I got you got, you so got a much bunch stuff. of bits you could put in there, right? If I forget a bit, like, first of all, I'll just say it. Oh man, I just had a brain fart. I don't know, I forgot. I literally in that moment, and if you're ripping, you know, they fuck with you. You just go into, the, you go into a different bit, right? You know what I mean? So, like, I have so basically, I'm not, I haven't forgotten, like, frozen, forgotten all my shit, but I have forgotten part of a joke and then been like, oh, fuck, where do I go now? But that's kind of funny though. But when you, if, if, when you're doing a speech and you don't remember the speech. So my, what I figured out, what I've 
understood is that I make up whatever's like the spirit of the speech. And I think that I don't know if oh, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. If as you comedy, know, but it, you, if you if if you're nice with it, that all comes from repetition, and you just you don't have you, to remember you it. Flow into it. exactly. Yeah. You don't let them know. They won't. They Here's the know. thing: the, they don't know. They it, don't know. So, all right, so that's the point. They but that's know. different from bombing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play something for you, and I want you to uh, you know comment on it. I was in the store the other day, and uh, I could tell the cashier the store I'm going to. She wanted to ask me what I was, right? So finally, one day, she woke up with courage, right? She was like, uh, "Excuse me, Mister." Right? Now, if you live in the hood. And someone starts off a sentence with, excuse me, mister, you know some dumb shit is coming behind you. <laughs> she was all sassy. She was like, uh, excuse me, mister, are you white or Caucasian? That's what people laugh for, y'all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I said, I'm both. She said, I told you he was mixed. I told you. You owe me five dollars, bitch. I told you. So, so I'm sure this really happened to you. Yeah. At 95, 98% of my material is all factual. It right. all comes from real places. Obviously, I may exaggerate and turn it to funny, but um, yeah, no. It's that, coming from, that, it's that, coming that from real place. That happened. Right. Someone, I, I used to go in the store, the same store on my block the other day, and you know, one and the girl one day finally was like, "Hey, you know, like, what are you?" She, right. she, she didn't say, "Are you white or Caucasian?" Right. You know, but she, was, she, but she, but she was like, "Are you white?" Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm like, "Yeah, you're bold." I had people in the hood be like, "Yo, you a cop, right?" Right. Right. No. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I see things happen. I never thought of it from your point of view, right? Because I think of it from, from me, my point of view as, as a black man, right? Somebody came up to me one day, like this girl like that I liked, and I really liked this girl back in the day. And so I tried to talk to her and she just used to always reject me. She, mm -hmm. She's Puerto Rican. And I didn't know why, right? So one day she decided, oh, I could go out with you. And out of nowhere. So, you know, like I'm not the type of person that could just take a, that's all of a sudden somebody, I've always I, been I, suspicious. I, know, I think I know where you're going. Okay, I'll tell you where I'm going with this. So, uh -huh. you know, my family's Costa Rican, right? Exactly. So she you found says, out that she, you spoke Spanish. My mother spoke Latin. I don't even speak Spanish. My mother spoke Spanish to her mom or something. Wow. And she said, she, she comes to me and she goes, I could go out with you now. And so I didn't want to ask. I knew it was going to be something stupid. Crazy. And she said, Oh, because I, I, I thought you were regular black. Yeah, and so I couldn't go out with her. I mean, I wanted to, Shit, but she you was. Better, you should have took that man, for the deal. Yeah, nah. Listen, listen, like you no, know what? She deserved that. You had to. You had to. Nah, I got it. <laughs> she, you, you needed to make her pay for her ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you were gonna say. It's, so it's funny you said. So you you can attest to this. So a lot of the race stuff I talk about is from people like kind of not knowing. They don't I know am. certain things. Yeah. And, and me identifying or people identifying me as something, but that has changed in my life. So right. when you met me, like I shave my head now and like, so I look much whiter than I did when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I just looked like a little mixed kid or just a little you light You look more skin. Spanish to me than anything. See, that's, and that's your perception. My perception, You know, yeah. the, uh, the other day, I, the dude thought I was Persian. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude at the fruit stand just started speaking. You know what I I'm like, yo, I don't know what you're talking about. I see the dude all the time, and he swore I was Persian and right. gave me an avocado for free. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't argue with it, just take it. <laughs> and uh, so I was Persian the other day. Some people think I'm Italian. A lot of people right. think I'm just 
Spanish. Some people know, like, oh, no, nah, you black. Like, I could see you mixed. So, right, you know, right. and, but when I was a kid, like, you know, I have an afro. Yeah. And I was, I was like a little darker when I was mm -hmm. a kid. Little dark. I was still, it was crazy life, but I'm white now. You know right. what I mean? And so I've seen the people perceive me as all these different things. But I'm like, I, you know, see myself as this. Right. You know? right. And so, um, so what I'm saying is <laughs> I had an ex experience similar to yours, but crazy. Um, uh, I, was, I was hanging out with this white chick one time and, uh, I talk about this in my act and, um, uh, it's a new bit I'm working on. She saw a picture of me when I was a kid. Right. And she saw that I had a Afro and everything. And she was like, Oh wow. You really do have nigger hair. Whoa. She said that to me, bro. Holy snap. Yeah. And, and then you kept going out with her? Huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if you took your own advice. Did you well, still keep no, going out with her? I did. In that, in that moment, in that right, moment. Right. So it, I'm going to give away this bit. No, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Yeah. No, save it. I'm going to come see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So you, to get on like the, the business of, of, of um, comedy, because one of the things about about comedy is because it's so free flowing, people don't understand it's a business. So when you decided you was gonna make this the business, like what steps did you take? Because well, you definitely, yeah. I definitely seen you, you know, go from a, like a place of just like you were doing your shows and and to just like you realizing, okay, I gotta be on social media. Yo, mm -hmm. I gotta, I have to do these shows. Well, I gotta, yeah. yeah. What, what happened? No, well that that is the problem with artists is like we're not business people. The good, I mean, some people are. I'm 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 not, I'm not good with business like, and I'm that's really so. The answer to your question is like, I'm trying to do that now. I can see it. You know, be more. I mean, I've always been. I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? But like, um, what what I'm saying is, I came in concentrating on being, and maybe that is about business. It's business. It's part of. I came in on just being learning how to be a comedian like that was my all my focus was on the art but that's business i being think. funny like and i mean that is business like buckling down and being like yo i gotta be out every single night on stage every single night and just my whole thing was what i thought was was how you got successful in the business was getting funny and right. you get as funny as you can and Things will happen for you because you're funny. And to be honest, like that's not the way it works. Right. It's not about your talent to it, to a certain extent. You know, it's about telling people you're funny, right. promoting yourself. Yeah. And I'm not a promote. I haven't been the best promoter. My promotion has been, and listen, people have their own path, but it's like, oh, this dude is funny when they see me perform. And I've got, that's how I've gotten the things I've gotten on being funny, not telling people I'm funny. But right. the people that have gotten further, so proceed further, is them telling people how funny they are, promoting themselves, getting 100,000 followers, doing whatever they do, you know, on Instagram and taking social media and just be, you know, and they kind of did the opposite. They, they promoted themselves first. And now it's like, okay, now I have these opportunities, but I got to learn how to be funny because that's the problem with these, like these IG comedians and all that stuff, more power to them. But like, they get this following and I was like, how do you um, take advantage of this following? Like, there's really not a lot of ways to make money, you know, once you got it, you're a comedian, people want to see you. So yeah. now it's like, okay, you could fill up this club because you have a hundred thousand million followers. Mm -hmm. 
But you don't know, you can't do what, you can't entertain them. For the hour or the 45 the, yeah, minutes. You know how long it takes? You know how the, it takes years to get that skill level where you can stand up in front of a crowd for an hour, a half hour, 10 minutes. You know what I mean? They don't have that skill. So, but they're learning on the fly. So like, you know, a lot of the, you know, I talk to the comedy clubs and bookers all the time. They hate having those people at their shows, but they have to book them because they fill the club. And, and what they do is they know that they know that those people can't do it and they'll put them on the show. They'll be the face of the show. Right. And just have them like hosted or something. And mm-hmm. they'll book us. Guys, yeah, I've like seen, I've, guys, you yeah, know I've I mean? seen that. So it'll be like, oh, come see, you know, boobity boobity from IG. <laughs> and then that's, and they'll promote them and then, yeah, they'll just fill the show up with so, us. So here's the thing that I that I realized, and they get all the money, right? <laughs> so here's the thing that I realized: who the, the the people promoting or the or the the face? No, no, the, the face. The, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing that I realized: I never wanted to to believe that you. I wanted to believe that my work spoke for itself, right? So I used to you seen I used to do videos and stuff and my photography, and people would haggle you on the price and those, all this other stuff, and I would get a bit of money here and there. The problem was that I didn't really, I left it up to those people to promote me. Like, oh, they'll tell their friends about the work I've done. But here's what happens. When you got somebody who's your golden egg or your, your golden egg layer, you don't be like, yeah, this guy did my website. He did a great job. Or he did my photo shoot. He did a great job. And because I didn't want to promote myself, I lost a lot of business that way. It yeah, wasn't you, until you, I, yeah. It's something about certain people. It's like, we don't like to toot our horn. You're like, kind of like, I'm funny. Right. You know, in your in, in in your you know case, it's like nah, I'm talented. You know, I'm I'm good at what I do. Right. I don't need to be like yo, but, but I'm so good at this. Right. But here's the thing. But but then I realized that I was mistaken in that and thinking oh, big that way. Time. Yeah. So my mistake was this: the people that were I would I would be talking about the people that was hiring me to, for the job. Let's say like a photographer would be like, yo, I want you to be my second shooter. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll make a quick six hundred. And be his second shooter. He making the big bucks. He making five thousand, three thousand, whatever he's making. Mm-hmm. That's his business. I'll go there, be my second shooter, and then I'll give him the stuff. He's asking me, yo, what should I bring? What equipment should I bring? Yo, what and I'm like, wait a minute. So so I decided at that point, in every business now, I have to be more on top of it. Because the people that were running things, they didn't know anything. But the good thing about them was what I learned from them was that they switched the mind thinking. Don't look at it as tooting your own horn. They look at it as like, yo, this is promotion. This is part of the business, part of the mm-hmm. package. You know, because if you look at The Rock, for example, um, the reason why, like I, I told another friend who doesn't want, he's really talented. He doesn't get any work. He's almost broke. But he's like, yo, I don't understand how all these guys are ahead of me. And I told him, go to The Rock's page. And he's like, why? Just go. And Kevin Hart's page. So The Rock's page, what I found out about his movies, both their movies, on IG, on social media, before I even seen a poster. They were already doing all of the work. Mm-hmm. So when you, if you hire somebody like that to do your, 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 um, they could ask for more money than other actors can ask for because one who they are, who they are, and they know oh, they they're going to promote. Yeah, they demand. They're going to yeah. promote the hell out of that thing, and they find clever ways to do it, and, and they make it organic. So I took a, a letter from a page from there, and I seen it for myself. People wanting to work with me because of that. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how. I look that, and that's my challenge now is to use those. Um, uh, things to right the tools and stuff to to use the tools that are out there to promote myself, but within me, like I I don't want to live my life on social media. You know what I mean? Like I put my life on stage. It's so it's it's a different. 
you know, the, a lot of those people, the, those IG comedians, just people in those, anyone that's social media famous, they live their life on social media and, and people, uh, you know, flock to that. I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have to change my mindset to be like, oh, record this, put this, you know, I do it a little bit, but like, that's not, I don't think, if I'm at a, if I'm watching something happen in front of me, my thought is never to be like, oh, I got to record this. Right. But that's those people. And now it's, this is going to get a lot of views. You know, well, well, if I see something amazing, <laughs> yeah. if I see Sometimes two people enjoy fighting it. in the street, or I see a beautiful sunset or whatever it is, like, I, if I see the fight, I'm just like watching the fight. I'm not thinking, take my phone out and tape this. If I see a beautiful sunset or some nature, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking nothing. I'm enjoying it. No, but I think, but so here's the thing. I think the difference is some people think everything is, is IG ready, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is not IG ready. I agree with you. Like, like a girl I dated, we broke up because we would fight and she would want to be do a relationship goals. I said, oh, I don't, yeah. one, I don't do relationship goals online, <laughs> yeah. right? And two, we just fought. I don't even want to see your face. <laughs> Why would I get on the camera and, and, and pretend, yeah, right? I, I don't, yeah. So what I'll say is this. I think that- but It's the, a generational thing, I think. Now, there's people, every, all generation, they're getting involved in. I, I wanted to believe that. A lot of them are doing it now. No, no, no. I'm not saying the older people aren't, but oh, okay. we didn't grow up with I that didn't grow up thing with that. to think of. And that's why I don't think. Well, I you, think well, well you know what? Right we away. didn't grow up like that, right? But there were people that was doing that, but this was on social media. Like, there was a dude that I know in my area. He used to be in the Jeep, and he was so excited that you could see him in the Jeep that he would jump out of the Jeep, and the Jeep was still moving. I'm not yeah, going to say yeah, his yeah, name because yeah, yeah. he, <laughs> no, he probably was those flashy people. They that, were flashy yeah, yeah. guys and they didn't have a platform. Now, if you go to his page, he got on all that old jewelry and the old fur and he's still doing the same things, but only he has mm -hmm. a big old. He has a big up. Yeah. More people are laughing at him now than back then because we can see it. <laughs> and you, so I, I took my boy to his page the other day because I was telling him about this dude and I took him to the page. And he was like, yo, why is he wearing all that old jewelry? You know, like, it, it reminded me of that movie like, I was super, like when the guy got out of, um, the old pimp got out of. Um, oh, I'm going to get you sucked. Yeah, he, he had, had on the, the old uh, chains. That's one of my favorite movies. They looked dirty. It was like he had the slick the stuff. Shoes. The old, yeah, <laughs> he had the old school stuff on. So my thing is, that's always been there, but the difference is there was no algorithm before. So we knew what they were doing and we were clowning them, but now those people that we clown, because they're so funny to watch, now they become like influencers mm. all of a sudden because now people are like, yo, they funny, and then they find themselves all of a sudden 100,000 followers, and now you forget why they... Why they, why were you, you, were, you were going to laugh initially, but now the joke's on you. So I don't go to those pages like that. I go mm -hmm. to my, I do my thing. Um, but to get to your point, I think that if we think about the things that, like, for example, I'll take a picture of you being in my house, but I'm not going to be, we're not going to be watching a game and, and I'm going to be like, yo, this would be a great time because Dino's here with me. I'm going to take a picture. Like, I don't do that kind of stuff. But if it comes down to like us, you know, just engaging with the culture more. Mm -hmm. um, because people look at you and they say, well, what do they do besides? Yeah, so you give yeah. them a little taste of what it's you like, got, but you, you don't give, give them, them, you but give you don't give them everything. Yeah. And listen, I got, I'll do that if I'm with you. Yeah. We had the crib. I'll take a picture. But if it's natural. It's natural, right. It's, I don't think like, oh, Glenn's here. I have to take a picture. <laughs> right. Or, you know what I mean? I don't, it just has to come up natural. This, you look at my idea. This, I'll, I'll do that. But yeah. it, I don't feel like I have to. It's not my every second thought. Once in a while, oh shit, you know what? Let me take this. Right, picture. right, right. You know, but it's not. I don't live my life on there. Right. So, so tell me about like. All right. So I got this question for you. So and people are always asking me like, "Yo, where you been? What are you doing?" And I'm I'm constantly working. I'm right. on stage 
five, six nights a week, three, four times a night. Right. Different three, four shows a night, mm-hmm. five, six. But it's not on IG. So people might think I'm not working. Wait, so here's a question. Know? If something happens and it's not on IG, did it happen? <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what I mean? And then I'll, I'll put something up like, oh, man, when's your, you know, that's dope. You doing it. <laughs> so... IG is crazy. The perception that people see, but I think, think I think that's how it, it goes now. Like people, you get more work, and it, and it sounds crazy. You get like I get more work from people seeing me work, so I can't deny that it might you we might look at it and say, well, I don't want to do that. But the truth of the matter is, I I I find myself doing that with other people. I look and I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, they page be oh, dead, yeah, they do, they, and I be yeah. like, yo, I wonder what happened to that dude. I don't think it's yeah, called. And the reality <laughs> of it is, I'm wrong. Yeah, I should. That is part of the business now. Mm-hmm. Um, is letting people know what you're doing and, and and showing them what you're doing. I'm doing the wrong thing. I should put every single. I should take a picture of myself every night on stage. One photo and be like, "Yo, look at me. I'm doing. Look, look, look. You know what I mean? I have to say, look at me, but just like document. And so people. And like you said, the more you put up, the more people think, "Oh, this guy's working. I want him." Yeah, because <laughs> you know? that's how that's how the, that's how it goes. Like you, like when I when I have a girlfriend, I get a lot of I got a lot more offers. And when I'm single, if you go if you in a, if you in a club and you with your boy and it's three of y'all, all the women avoid you. <laughs> go into a club with a girl, pull the chair out for her, do all this. Stuff, go to the yeah, bathroom, yeah, watch yeah, some girl yeah. come over. Yo, listen, I didn't want to get involved, but you know, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> like what? So I think that's that's how the world works. They they no, that happens to you. People cause want because you're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that too, that too. Now, <laughs> nah, but people want what's in high demand. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Every yeah, they want what they want what's know, in demand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Get anyway. your progressives going. Yeah, we were just talking about Glenn being Always. old and shit. <laughs> and needing glasses. Needing the mug, coffee <laughs> mug. No, so so what's your idea? What would you say is your idea of success? Everybody gauges success differently. Yeah. Okay. So when I first started doing comedy, I had a friend that used to, um, he, he was proud of me or whatever. And, and so like, we'd be hanging out and it'd be some girls or something. And he would introduce me as a small boy, Dino. He's a comedian. You know, I was doing comedy less than a year at the time, and I used to be like, "Yo, don't do that. I'm not a comedian. Like, I, I'm, I do comedy. Like, I'm not a comedian. When I'm, st- so in my mind, I could not call myself a comedian till I was getting paid to do it. That's the goal I set for myself. The day I get paid to do comedy, I'm a comedian." You know, you don't get paid when you're doing comedy right away. You have to get good enough to that someone wants to pay you. And so I was in that process of just, so then, you know, to me that was not success, but like the one goal, okay, I've got money to do this, to make mm-hmm. people laugh. I'm a comedian now, right? And then making it to me, the next goal was making it was when I was able to sustain a living doing comedy. And then, so I made it to that place. So to me, that was ma- that's making it, which is, I've made it. I could I pay my bills with comedy. There's not much left after that. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's where I am now. To me, as far as as long as I could do that, as long as I'm paying my bills doing comedy, and or as long as I can, I'm making the same money that I would make doing a job that I hated. Then I'm continuing on this path. Right. You would even take less. Into yeah, of course, of course. I feel the same man, way. Listen, man, if I tell you the struggles that I've... I want to hear you I got, a, I got a pimp, <laughs> bro. I got a, no lie, I saved them all. I got a 
It's right now, if I published it, it'd be a, a short story, a children's book <laughs> of eviction notices and housing court. I'm doing comedy. From, yeah, from struggling. Coming home and having that piece of paper on my door like, yo, you out of here. <laughs> to my credit, I've, I, I'm still there. I, I made it through those housing court cases and those eviction notices, but they are no lie, a double digit booklet of them. You got you know to I mean? say a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, like two times a year for like 10 years, I would get eviction notice, you know, for being late. What do you think kept so, you so, so, um, so just So success mm -hmm. is, is, is that. And everything on top of that, obviously, I'm not content with that. Now it's just like, okay, where can I take this? You know, and another thing is what, what I, I always tell myself every year is like when I look back at myself that year, not New Year's, but whatever, you know, it is when I look back and like, if I am in, a, if I've grown, if I'm doing more than I did last year, if I've done some things that I didn't do, then I, then like, and every year that's happened. Every year I have looked back and I'm like, oh man, I'm making a little more money than I did last year. I've done these, I've been to these few places that I haven't been, I'm moving, I'm moving up. I, I'm, I'm doing this now. Now I'm acting. Now I'm, you know, so that's, that's now it's just, now it's just more, more on my plate. Just, just give me more. Okay. And wherever that goes. But at the end of the day, like I'm a, like, I'm a comedian. People really like, you know, I always got, I also got to remember like, mm -hmm. if, you know, sometimes you're like, man, I'm struggling, man. And you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? People want to do what I do. You know, people don't know what they love, but you know, just, just comedy period. You know what I mean? People want to say that they're a comedian. That's, you know what I mean? And I do that. And yeah. even when I'm like, oh man, like I'm not working, you know, listen, people are bit in this business. You watch people that have more quote unquote success than you. They're, 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 they're making a lot more money than you. And then you're like, man, I'm better than them, man. And you know, like, how come they making that money? Like you have to check yourself and be like, yo, I'm also, there's also people looking at me, man, this thing, this thing you know, works every night, does a few, you know, he's, right. he's at this club, he's at this club. Do people want to do what, to be at my level, mm -hmm. you know, so be happy with what you have. Also then to point to that, back to what we talked about earlier, is we all know that whatever we want, there is, there's a roadmap to it. Cause there's a guy that he was telling me, yo, I want to work more. I don't want to be getting paid this amount. And I said, well, what are you going to do? Because he said, I don't got the patience like you to just be on social media or, or going out every week and networking. Like you seen the card I showed you earlier. Every, everything that I do is- I'm to, getting that, Bob. That's I'm, I'm going to put you onto yeah. that. I don't want to talk about it here because uh, I'm, I, ain't ready, I ain't ready to make the business okay, deal with okay, that guy. Okay, okay, so, yeah. Well, Glenn, got, Glenn got some shit up. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn got some goddamn Jetson technology. <laughs> But no, but <laughs> Glenn got the flying car already. You know when people was like, "Oh man, it's 2020. Where's some flying cars?" Glenn got it. Got that magic car. Glenn got the flying car. No, he keeping it to himself. No, no, but, no. But when it's time to release it, so the thing about it is this: anything that's gonna like, I used to be a guy that was anti-technology. I know it's hard to believe being that I was a web designer at one point, but I fought. I had the last. I was the last guy to get a cell phone. I was the last guy to stop using tokens. I didn't want to get the Metro card. <laughs> I didn't. I, w I didn't want them tracking where yeah. I went. I was like, I was, I was crazy. Oh, they're tracking. Oh, they tracking. They're tra they're they got tracking you. us, man. I, I already know there's like four or five um, clones. They're tracking. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they cloned tracking me. You. They cloned me. Exactly. Yeah. So they're tracking you, whatever. So I did I, the DNA. <laughs> I did the DNA thing. You know, the, the family oh, did you do ancestry. That? Yeah, I did it. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, yo, you better not do that. They got your DNA. They, like, they had they it They already. had it already. They have you it. That's why I tell people, like, you never been to the doctor? They you think they it. was waiting for Ancestry.com? You know how many right. blood tests you've taken? They you know how many, it. you know, you never got, um, you know, STD checked? You never got um, anything checked? They, they had your, your blood DNA. since you was a kid, bro. 
They got everything. They got your <laughs> yeah, baby they got teeth. You. They got you everything. Cloned. So anyway, I was saying like, so you got people out there and they want what, what uh, everybody else has, but they don't want to put in the work for it. Oh, right? yeah. So the thing about it is I told this person, I said, listen, it all depends on how much you want to put into it. So if I find out something, like I said, I was the last person to get cell phone, last one to stop using tokens. But then after a while, I said, I don't need to be the first, but I got to stop this last mentality. You got to mm-hmm. stop the idea of like, you know, that's not for me. Because you know, if you ever say to yourself, now I ain't going to get on Facebook or I ain't going to do such and such. I ain't going to do TikTok or whatever, whatever it is. Oh yeah, no, you, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get left and, behind. And um, I find myself doing that, but you know, very briefly, you know, quickly getting out of it. Like I got to, it's funny you say, oh, TikTok. Like, it's dumb as fuck to me. But I gotta, I have to go get a TikTok thing. You know what I mean? Like, you hear the right I, gotta, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. And I, I have to utilize it. You know, I have to utilize all this social media stuff more than I do. But I gotta do it within me. What what makes me comfortable. I'm not an IG comedian. It's the people that, that are around us, right? So I've seen you got some good people around you. I've seen the other uh, comedian, John, mm-hmm. and then there's the other one, uh, AC or Jet, no, I forgot his name, but he had, had, the, had that Twinkie video. What's his, oh, my that? man, Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris, Chris. He calls himself C Snacks. AC Snacks, yeah, yeah, AC Snacks, and um, shout out to those guys. I think they're yeah. funny dudes. So I see the people that you have around your circle, right? So the thing about it, and when I was in certain circles, whenever I wanted to even take a leap and do something different, the people in my circle was like, nah, I don't, like you said, like, nah, nah, they're going to check your DNA or they're going to do this. <laughs> so the thing about it is, even though I'll be like, nah, I'm going to do it anyway, though, that kind of mentality, those people keep you in a certain level because mm-hmm. they don't push themselves and every time you go to do something, yo, if you like, yo, Dina's going to go over overseas and do comedy at this joint, you gonna go to the Czech Republic? They don't like us over there. <laughs> nah, man, don't go over there. Stay over here. Stay yeah, in the Bronx, boy. They don't. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped hanging around people like oh, that. Yeah, I, I've done that. I did that years. And ago. then, you and then people around you. That and, and I think you said you, you mentioned earlier about like we had those circles where you got the tech nerd and you got the whatever. I got those people in my circle still, and I still be getting more in them. Like you, you might look at them and you might be like, "Yo, this dude." I got my. I'm not gonna say no name. But I got my boy, and he don't say a lot. He's thinking a million things a mm-hmm. minute, and. He won't move on certain technology that he knows, but he tells me about it and then I go get it. That's the kind of people in your circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he has an idea, but he doesn't know how to implement that idea for business. I tell him, look, let's do this with it. He's like, I don't think we're ready to do that. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm taking it. <laughs> and so that's how I figure out a lot of stuff. Not, not only social media and all that stuff is, is, is super important. You have to do it. But also a lot of the people, they're all moving around without that. Or like, just because you don't see them doing things, like I also have had a lot of things, dope things, like you know, like I I write, I I, I act, and like I've I've uh, I've sat in meetings with HBO and NBC right, right. And, and 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 BT, all, all those people, you know, and 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 had meetings about projects that you know that I wrote and still ongoing and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, like, of course. You know, what I mean, like. That's not from social media. That's just that's just my relationships and me being funny and people fucking with me and and so like it is ways to do it without social media. You know what I mean? Like I sell a script and and it's a rap. You know what I mean? I get I get I sell a movie. Or like I do those. I do those things. I'm doing a no, lot but, of no, shit. But no, but no, trust me. Not I, on I've social seen, media. But, yeah. And by the way, I've seen the stuff that you've done, and I have no doubt. The yeah. only thing that the I social- just did a film. I just a short film I wrote and produced or mm-hmm. whatever. It was just in a film festival. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out to the film festival, and it was. You know, we met all these filmmakers, and it was like, oh man, they came to watch my film that I. You know, 
Was that on? I put none of it was on social media. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> so here's, but here's the thing, you know, which I should have done. Though. Well, no, but it's not. Yeah. It's not even the should have. It doesn't even matter yeah. anymore. The thing about it is this. Remember one thing. Imagine if you have. Pretend you Nike. All right, we forget about your Dean. You're Nike. You got an athlete over here, right? Um, he is. Let's say like you got LeBron James, and you got who's another big? I don't watch sports, so I'm the wrong guy. Who's another big? Give me another around. LeBron, LeBron James level uh, um, um, somewhere somebody who people love anybody they could be, they could be dead I don't care uh, <laughs> um, um, damn <laughs> any one of them I don't really know Tom Brady I don't want to get in trouble for mentioning the wrong person right, John Durant, Brady. Kevin Durant Kevin Durant alright you got you got LeBron James Kevin Durant who, who's bigger to you well right now it's LeBron because he's playing okay. Kevin so let's Durant's say, not playing right so let's say you got you got Kevin Durant but you say Kevin Durant is he, he if he wore a sneaker people would buy it maybe well, no. of course, and he does. He does right. have that. So let's say I'm Nike, and I'm like, I want to invest in one of these two athletes. They both a little bit more. Durant's not charging much, right? Mm-hmm. We could get him for cheaper, right? Which is funny because that is actually, I don't know if you know that, but that is a fact. I, from what I believe, it's Kevin Durant's sneakers are less than LeBron's. I, I believe think, that. I think, but that's a conscious thing that I think he I did. Think I think he was like, make my sneakers affordable. Okay, right. But let's say, That's for one example, of the catches. Right, mind you, they're still expensive, but not, but LeBron, not, not LeBron. Yeah. So let's say, for example, we got a chance to work with two of these people, but we notice that LeBron doesn't wear his sneakers outside. If he doesn't, have, if it's not at the game, he ain't wearing them. But you got this guy Kevin Durant wearing it everywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere. Uh, who do you, who do you who do you want wearing a sneaker? Oh, I mean that's a no brainer. So think about that. When people look at you, even if you might think it's the HBO or whatever, all those guys now they're looking to see who is doing this stuff actively. One hundred percent. That's the only thing I'm getting at. Yeah. So one hundred percent. One has nothing to do with the other. I am not arguing <laughs> the fact that I am right. I I need to do so. I would be so much further along if I did more of everything you know that being said i am doing that when this cuts off we're gonna have another hour conversation between me and you about yeah. the podcast equipment and that's yeah. so that's an, that's one thing that i'm like okay this is something that i i resisted podcasts for a long time only because i was like hey, everyone got a podcast right and then i was talking to a friend of mine and he was like no you need to you need to do one I know everyone has a podcast, but it's like everyone is a comedian also. And you and you've managed to, you know, shine in that. Everyone is whatever. Whatever you do, everyone's doing. And, and by the way, it's so it, make you're that different. podcast you and people will flock to it. And I'm like, yo, you know what? You are right. You know, I what this guy's name? That, that's a good friend. Who's this person? That sounds like yeah, a good, that's a good person. Yeah. You should have wrote that person's <laughs> yeah, yeah, name yeah. down. Because most people would would would, would, would yeah, yeah, everybody got a podcast. You don't yeah. need one. And he, you know, and, 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 I, and he made me look at it differently. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I, and I need, and so a podcast is, so I need to do content. And that's something I, I can do where I'm not like, oh man, I'm, I don't, this is whack. You know, like, you know, I'm not, look, I don't look at it in a negative way. I, the reason why I didn't do it, because I didn't want to just be one of a million podcasts. But like, yo, you do it, you put it out there, and the people that fuck with it is going to fuck with it. And then it's content. And look at it this way. You know how when you are on a stage, and someone takes out a recorder and they record you, you know, or, or the stage person cuts out the sound after when you're ready. Nobody cuts off your podcast. You mm-hmm. got something to say? Like, I don't have any sponsors. Like, I have one person that sponsored me. Actually, I got Joe Styles. Shout out to Joe Styles, sponsor Joe one of my- Joe Styles. You know Joe oh, Styles? Man. Yeah, he sponsored, of I interviewed him and he sponsored a podcast. 
you know, awesome. for me, right? So the thing about it is I got I get to choose who I want to sponsor. So nobody's forcing me to be like, yo, you got to get this person and they're going to give you $3. I went to somebody that I know and I said, yo, bro, let's check out my stuff. I want you to sponsor. He said, yo, I like this. I, I've been following you anyway. And he and he's one of the biggest advocates in my podcast. He's, it's funny you bring that up. Okay, I want you to bring it up. Not yeah. necessarily him, but yes, him. He's in, one in, of the in a whole gr- a whole group. I have a lot of friends. Like I said, it's so crazy. My group, the group of people that I grew up with, and and uh, the friends I've of amassed in the years is like, yeah. And that's why this podcast is so important and necessary. And is I have so many friends who are doing, you know, entrepreneurs. And, you know, kill their nine to five. Right. That's an awesome, uh, you know, your name, your logo. and everything. It's just like, yeah, they, I have. And then I was thinking, I was like, yo, you know, I didn't really realize it, but I was one of the first ones. Yeah. I never thought of myself as being an entrepreneur. I killed my nine to five years ago, years ago. In no way am I, am I saying that these dudes are doing it because I did it. But if I, if I was an inspiration to them, that's awesome. But, you know, it's just, it's Dope to see all my friends that have that. You know, my my boy, uh, my boy Jay, who who works with with, with Joe, Joe Styles. You know, they all they're doing their real estate thing, and um, so many friends of mine have your your brother. Your brother was also one of the first people that said "fuck my job." I seen you do it. Shout out to Extra. Yeah, Extra, Extra, <laughs> Extra, Extra Graham. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen you do it. a lot of my friends, and a lot of my friends, man, super educated dudes man you know mm-hmm. masters phds and all that and then I, have, I i see you know people that have been doing the nine to five thing and have you know put a lot of money into their education and you know and they're unemployed they unemployed luckily they've amassed you know the jobs they had they were they were they, they made and they could live off but my point is i think every single one of my friends who had that super elite education on that level at some point they were unemployed for a long time, over a year, two years, three years, still unemployed because they have this education and they're like, oh, I'm not taking less than what. But my right. point is like, you know, I think that's where it's going to is like your your your, your work history, your, your job history is really only preparing you to be an entrepreneur. I think yeah. every person should get a nine to five because for me, like when I worked, every job I had in the beginning, all it did for me was show me like that this isn't for me. You know, this is not my the life that I want. And so you need to have that experience to know that you don't want to do that and to kind of push you away from doing that. And to also get you the skills to when you do go be an entrepreneur, you know how a company works. You know how to be a boss. You know how to be a good boss. You know what a shitty boss is. You know what I mean? So when you when you do leave that 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 job, you have the experience of being in a job. So when people work for you, you know how to treat them. Because you know how you want to be treated. Exactly. That's a good point you make because a lot of times what, what happens is people, they've seen, like I've worked for other people, right? And at one point I'd be like, yo, why don't they just do this? this I'm, a, I'm kind of the creative. And I'm thinking, yo, why don't you just do it like this? But it's, it's easy to say that when it's not your money, when it's not your name. Now people tell me that. I'll be laughing. I'm like, I remember when I used to do that. I'll be laughing. Now I can now I laugh at it because I, I see how ridiculous I must have sounded. Like if you have a ship, and it's yours and you and if the ship you're the captain if it, it tankers you have to explain what happened 
How you listen to the guy at the bottom saying, yo, do this, do that, but he's not taking any risk. Mm-hmm. If anything happens, he jumps in the life preserver that, and he jumps out and he's like, yo, you should listen to me. Yeah, but- that's super, <laughs> super important. And in, 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 in what you said about like, you know, the risk taking and stuff like that. Or like when you, when you, when, when you're um, working with somebody and you feel like, man, I should be, I should be, I should, they should pay me more. No, they shouldn't. No. They're taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Don't count their money. I've had to pay people, you know, like I, you know, I, I I've done, pr- pr- you know, produce shows and stuff like that. And then you realize like, oh, I put all the work in. This is what you getting. You know, if you want to get more then you produce your own show. You know what I mean? Like right. I try, I pay people fair and everything like that. But, you know, you realize like, oh, man, there's a cost to doing business and they cannot pay you all this money because the business won't, won't work. And I, I got a better one for you. Even if, even if they want to pay you more or they could pay you more money, the thing about it is you would stay there. If, if, I, was, if I was content with my job, there mm-hmm. would have been nothing that mm-hmm. would have pushed me to go further. If you would have loved what you were doing before and you were like, you know, I could do this. They pay me good money. And then you wouldn't have gone for your passion. But once you saw whatever you saw and you said, this is, you saw, you, you must have looked ahead. Because sometimes when I do, I look ahead of where, I'm, where I want to be in life. And where I want to be in life is not counting money and saying, yo, I can make this much by this year. This, I look at it and say, am I happy doing what I do? Are you mm. happy doing what you do? Yeah. Because that's what makes you keep going. Yeah. It's one thing you said about saying that you would have left or like, I'm not going to, one thing I could say if anybody, if, to anybody that's even thinking about doing this, or, I would not have left my job, um, my career. If like, what I'm, I'm trying to say, watch the signs, look for the signs because you know, I was content to a certain degree. I, I always had this dream of doing comedy, whatever, but something had to happen. Had to like put the universe. I'm not like all this religious. No, that's what you super, just spit it out, spit yeah. it out. I get you, I'm not I get super religious, but you, what you, what you want to call it, God, Allah, the universe, whatever it is, you know, it gave me a little sign, a little push. Yeah. Cause I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And yeah. I, but I had to look at that sign and be like, Oh, this is my, this is the time. This is, so something happened. It's a, it's a story that would take too long, but I did get a little push and right. but I had to recognize like, Oh, that's the push. This is, I was out of work for a little while. Right. Something happened in my job. It had nothing to do with me. I had to look at that sign and be like, okay, I could just sit on my ass and wait till I could work again or, be like, oh, this is this this is my time. Like I've been bullshitting, not bullshitting. College was was is is a good thing that I that I um achieved. I got a degree. That's cool, and I'm working. But like, this is the sign to be like, if you're ever gonna do it, now's you know, the time. You're grown now. You're thirty now. You twenty. I was twenty nine, thirty at that time, and it was like, this is the sign. Do this it now. Okay. And I did it. There's a chain of events that all happened that was like, oh, this is the sign. I never looked back. I sold my crib. I had a crib at the time. Like, I had, I had kind of achieved the American dream. You know, I had bought a crib. One of my, I was one of my first friends, probably the, my second friend to the one that had did it, you know, doing it right. the illegal way. And then I was, think the second one of my crew who I bought a crib and it was dope. It was dope, like brand new. I had a three bedroom condo. Like I was so many people would have been like, yo, you made it, you content. And I, I, and when I did it, when I sold my crib, people thought I was bugging. They thought I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? You selling that crib? You just, you ain't even been in it for a year. And uh, this was, to, that helped me achieve my goal. I was able to pursue comedy because I made a little money when I sold my crib. And um, I was able to 
to leave all that stuff. And, you know, I didn't get broke. It's funny. I, did, I came into comedy with a little bit of money. And then um, I lived on that money for a few years, lived off that money for a few years, and then I became broke. And then mm-hmm. I was the struggling artist after that, you know, for years, for years and years. But, but yeah, but, watch but, the signs. But would you say, would you say like, cause, um, I know that struggle sometimes is a mindset. Like it, it comes down from like not realizing what you have. Cause, so, cause when I see you, when I see you on stage now, like I just recently started watching some of your stuff cause in preparation of the interview mm-hmm. and the comfort level on stage that you have, like I'm a big sign of watching people's body language. I watch people's body language. Mm-hmm. Cause you, when you live in the hood, you got to know when somebody's antsy or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that you calm or you figured out a way, your body gestures, your breathing, everything looks, looks natural. So it makes you look very comfortable. Like you did this a million times. So even though I didn't see a lot of your shows that's, online, that's it right there. I see the, the practice and the, and the dedication to what you're doing. It shows on the screen. And so I could see that people say that about me and the very natural, is, that's not who that's not how I was. It's what you said. You did it a million times. You did it a million times. And I've literally done it a million times. And the more you do it, the more you... I was scared to death. <laughs> I'm not a performer. Like, I right. wasn't one of those people who, like, was always on stage and was in plays and just was like, oh, this kid... The first time I ever got on stage was to do comedy. You know what I mean? And I was scared to death for a very long time. Every time I got on stage, I, before that show... I was gonna quit. Like on my right. way to the show, I was looking for excuses to Not quit. To do it. And something every time stopped me from quitting. It was just like, I, I made it to the show and I got it over with. And it was to the point it was so painful to do it, but yo, know, I would agonize when a show was coming up because it was few and far between at that time. So like I would do a show this month and not have a show again till three weeks later or, or the next month. It's like every time I agonized, but that also made me prepare. So yeah. I was so prepared to go on, even though I wanted to quit and I didn't want to do the show. Like I, I was in the mirror all night or for weeks. I used to perform. I used to use an egg beater. I had a mic stand, but no mic. And I had an egg beater and that was my microphone. And me and my boy, we used to practice in my living room, you know, but that preparation helped me to overcome the fear. So, but, and then finally you start doing it more, you start doing it more, you start doing it more. And you, and I became, and I, I still get scared. It's proof you're alive. Beyonce gets scared. They all get scared. Gets, Everybody, yeah. it's it's if you don't get a little bit of maybe you don't fear, care enough. Something's wrong. With you. <laughs> There's something you wrong. Stop, you don't you care stop caring, or is something a little wrong with you? Yeah, that fear keeps you alive and makes you prepared. You're afraid to fail. What makes you going into things now? What would you? What advice would you give? Would you give? Would you have done it the same way if you were to do this all over again? If you like, when you were thirty, if you could go back in time, would you do it at the same exact route? I hear place? people always say like, "Oh, I wouldn't change a thing." Oh yeah, I changed everything. <laughs> what would you change? What would you well, change? Well, number one, I would have done it way earlier. But then also the, the things happen for a reason. That is also true. The, the one re- one thing of one of the benefits of starting it at a certain age was I had lived life and comedy is about, you know, it's, it's, I had I had material, you got stories. I had amassed a, a lifetime of material um and and life experience to bring on stage. So that was a super benefit of that. If I would have started when I was 19 or 20 or 25 or even 17 or whatever, like I had nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? You, a lot of times you watch young comedians, they, 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 there's nothing, they, they don't say anything. They may be funny, but they ain't saying shit. That being said, you know, I would have wished I did start earlier and, and, you know, been bad. And But by the time I was 
30, I'd have been that much further along. But um, so I would have started earlier. That's one thing I would have changed. And I, I guess that be now thinking about it, there's not much else I would change. But besides that, and um, I would be much more business savvy. And that's nothing that I can't. That's nothing that you can't yeah. do. And I'm not bad. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> horrible, but I could be bad. Like I would have, okay. One thing I would have changed is I would have stayed on social. So, cause we, I don't know if you real like we, I, I was, we were doing skits and stuff like that. But we were doing it before social media. Not before social media. Facebook was around and all that right, stuff. Right, right. But it, it, we were doing like long form stuff. Two, right. three, five minute stuff. Like, you know, like SNL type skits. But it was hard to do. It was, because we, we did it quality. You know, like, I don't know if you've seen some of the videos we did. I've seen some of your stuff. And uh, some of it got like, went kind of viral, 50,000, 100,000. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a few things I did that did catch. They did. But they were time consuming and expensive. And then the keeping the crew together to do those things. Like friends kind of moved away and got married and the dudes I used to work with. But then IG came out and it was now it was like a minute thing. And uh, we kind of, we stopped. I see well, obviously where that went and mm -hmm. people who stayed Continue. doing that and, and, and switched, switched over to doing like a minute funny. And I, I would have um, embraced social media. That's, that's, I would have started earlier and embraced social media. Right. More. Which, which all is yeah. in, in your grasp. And, 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 and that's none of those things. I can't change time. I started right. when I started, but social, you could always embrace, I'm embrace it now. Well, what, what advice would you give to a new artist coming out, a new comedian? <laughs> Don't do it. Quit. Don't even do it. Get a job. <laughs> I'm serious. Come on, man. Cut I'm it out. I swear to you. But here's the thing. Don't listen to me. Exactly. Why you know not? what I mean? If you're really going to do it, you're not going to listen to me. Okay. So I'm going to tell you don't do it. Jokingly, but right. kind of seriously, because this shit is not for, you know how many shitty people I see? Like, it's not for everybody. But if you're really good at it, then you're not going to listen to me and you're going to do it. Well, I hope I don't get in trouble for this one, but I got to say this one. So we both are, are fans of hip hop. Um, I'm from the Bronx, so I'm supposed to like Fat Joe. Originally. Okay, okay. But, but my real advice would be like, um, get, do it. Okay, good. There's, there's no, there's no do it. Okay, so get up and do it. Get up and do it, yeah. right? So I'll tell you something. So I'm, I'm from the Bronx, so I'm supposed to love Fat Joe because he was from the Bronx. He was at one point the only rapper I know that was from the Bronx, mm -hmm. repping, repping the Bronx, and I'm from the Bronx. But when I first heard his first stuff, we got a flow Joe. That was back. I don't know if you remember that. Of course. I, yeah. Okay. That was a terrible song. It was a terrible time for me for the, <laughs> and living in the Bronx because my boys that lived in different boroughs would all laugh. Like, yeah, that's all you got. But <laughs> one thing I could say, though, that I got to say about Fat Joe, if I ever met, met him right now, that he stuck in there. He knew that he wasn't the best rapper. He knew that. Yeah. Um, no. Now I've seen him stick with it. Um, before you could have given Fat Joe any, and he would have he would have botched any rap you could have given him back in the day. Now, well, you're really dude, giving him no problem. No, I mean he would have botched it. Even if you'd have written things for mm -hmm, him, given mm -hmm. them, he would have probably botched it because his delivery was terrible. Everything about him, I thought it was terrible. But one thing I could say now is I watched that dude. I kept saying, man, look at this guy. What, why don't he just quit already? <laughs> right as a kid, I like he's embarrassing us. But then I was like, yo, Fat Joe, man. Oh, and so without a doubt, that's came, the lesson. Came, uh, Yes. That's what I learned. Yeah, you're, you're putting him really on. I don't think he was horrible. He, I was definitely not, would never put him in the, my top five category. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been in top nothing um, for me. But you are right to watch, to, to watch the growth. The growth, though? Of him and to still be around. He's still around. And be relevant. Rep whether you like him or not. Yo, 
That is a skill in itself just to be, you know, if you want to talk about rap for a second, like one of the things I hate the most is to, is when, say what you want about these new rappers, and they are, it is shitty. A Not lot, all of them, lot, but in some A lot of it is shitty. Um, do, um, we, we come from people who rap. I like rap. I like rap skills, but it had to it had to it had to evolve yeah. though, right? Yeah, like it these, did. It, but it can also it could also devolve if that's even a word. I but so his um, thing. It, so it, it, not, <laughs> it doesn't have to go up. It can go down. It has regressed. No, it, but that's not even my point though. But can I just say one yeah. thing? Because I got I got I, I got some young rappers. I got to I got to do this. Mm. There has always been bad rap. We got to say that. that, is, that, that I'm gonna leave it at that. that. I'm not going to give no names. People say, people say rap is shitty and uh, us old heads, we act like our golden age, which to me was golden age. It was the best time for rap, but there was always there was trash. Horrible. There's always going to be horrible music. That's why I want to get out okay. there. My, my young point is to the old heads, <laughs> what you're saying, you've seen Fat Joe um, grow as an yeah, artist. One of the things I hate the most is as much as I can talk shit about the, the new rap, how it sucks, it's like seeing some of my favorite rappers from that golden era time still try to they come out with a new album mm -hmm. and and they're still talking about oh, that, street stuff street stuff first <laughs> and of your all grandfather. they're still talking about their life that they probably didn't even live then right right even let's just say they did live it then cause a lot of these dudes are fakers man right. know, being in this business in the entertainment like I've met a lot of those I've met a lot of my idols that's why I've met so many dope ass people like and I met them on a different to meet them on a different level it is kind of awesome because it's like I'm not a they're meeting me as like a fan of me and then I'm like no I grew up on you they may see me do I'm, I've been able to do a lot of dope stuff and do some shows and you know I've been in the crowd entertaining Wu-Tang and athletes I'm at the RZA you know I met I'm, I'm and people athletes and, and it's like they'll come up to me because they just saw me and they'll be like yo you funny man like yo Take my number. You know, tell me when the next time you're forming. And I'm like, wow. That's you know, kind of like a little fanboy. Like, but then you're like, oh, no, okay. You know, I'm playing it like, no, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> DM me, man. You want to come out your show? <laughs> you know, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, man. That being said, watching these dudes come out with a new project and they're talking about that stuff. Like I said, half of them didn't even live that stuff. And even if they did live it, you're not doing that now. You're like, you 40. The grandfathers. 40 right plus now. grandfathers. You're not on the block. You live in Jersey in a gated community. You know, you got, you, you, you probably got arthritis and, you know what I mean? Like, you rapping about that. I don't, I'm not living that life. For right, all, your, right. all your fans that followed you doing that stuff, like, they've grown. They're not in the street. They're either in jail, <laughs> if they were living that life, or they've grown and they got families. And you talk about, I got the, I'm selling the pack, I still got the keys, and I'm, you know, got the guns <laughs> out. You're like, yo, bro, you 40 plus, I don't believe you, man. And the kids that, the young kids, they're not listening to you, they're listening to the kids of that grow, evolve as an artist. Okay, man. but, but talk that's about something that people, you know what I mean? Talk about your girl, your daughters in school, and you know what I mean? But no, but that, but that takes a certain kind of individual. Like the same way you you admitted recently, yo, listen, I gotta get up on my social media game. Those are the same guys that's like, yo, I never had to do that. I've been doing packs. So my point is that we know what we gotta do. We know that we could push ahead and we could be we could be part of you know the present, or we could be dinosaurs and be part of the mm -hmm. past. The people that I know that keep moving, they keep re-emerging, rechanging themselves. So even you talking about starting a podcast, I think that's a brilliant idea because you see. Even Oprah got a podcast. All these people are like, but they all got, we all got unique voices. You got a voice. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking at you like, like I, I know when I started to do certain things, 
people will look at me and like, yo, what you giving coming over here in my lane? There ain't no lane. <laughs> the only lane that the only lane that I can say that there is is a lane that you can find yourself in. So that means that tomorrow, if I wanted to be com- a comedian, I would talk to you. I would talk to somebody who you know. I would I would do improv class. I'm, I'm taking improv classes, and I'm not even a comedian. I'm doing improv because I because I because I got a podcast, and because I'm going to be doing like speaking engagements like that I'm paid for. So I have to be able to go off the cuff and do speeches. That's how I got. Um, over my one of the things that one of the things I I did before I at the same time mm-hmm. when I when I made that jump was well it was improv first right. so I took an improv class um of of a suggestion that I knew this uh, dude he wrote mm-hmm. and uh, he was a writer for SNL and stuff like that and um he was like that I met at a writing you know seminar whatever and we got cool and he's like oh you funny you should take an improv class that's what I'm saying all these things. They all come together. All, all that when I was like, watch the signs. Mm-hmm. All these things were starting to happen to me, and I'm like, man, this dude, he was like a god to me. Like, yo, you wrote for SNL, and you think I'm funny? You know what I mean? God put that through. The universe put that man in my life. We still cool to this day. And meanwhile, he wrote like a joke or two for the news for us for a sketch on that. You know, he wasn't an SNL writer, but to me, it was like it, it, all I heard was you wrote for SNL, right? And he suggested that. I take an improv class because he thought I was funny. He was like, yo, if, if you want to get into this business, improv is a great thing. It, it'll help you, you know, lose the nerves. Ner- so yeah, anyway, right. the improv was my first foray into performing. And even, you know, it, you're on, you could hide it when you're doing improv, but it was basically helped me. To, it was my next step. So what I'm saying is that if I decided to do something right, not skipping steps, because w- w- something that somebody told me like recently, one of the people I interviewed, she was like, everybody wants to, everybody wants to be at the recital, but nobody wants to do the rehearsal. And so the That's things, dope. the That's things, that, right? The things that I see you doing, right? You, you've been doing recital. I didn't know you did an improv, but like, look, you, you see like the path. I tell you like, I'm not even doing comedy, but I do um, the improv because I want to do the public speaking because I, I, I'm in a public speaking class. I just became vice president of uh, Columbia University's Toastmasters, right? I do every yep. Saturday. So my point That's is, dope. so I'm doing a speech every other week. Improv. Improv, right? So improv is the next step for me. Yeah. And so I, I just to bring it Whatever back to Whatever it is, man, you're taking the steps. You're taking you're the steps. You're working. You're not, you're you're not saying rehearsing. I wish. You're not saying I wish. Yeah. Like they, they see you perform and they go, yo, I seen Dino from, I know I could have did that joke much better. Looking at a joke, because here's the thing that I have a problem with people do. I'm going to address this right now. <laughs> I got a problem with this. And I experienced it when I'm doing photography. I, I did a, a, a photography event and I was shooting a wedding. A very difficult couple. And while I'm there, the couples, they all, you know, they don't want to pay you, but they paying me top dollar. And um, this guy kept coming, shooting. He kept saying, look at my shot. Look at my, and he was getting good shots. And at some point I got annoyed, right? Cause I'm there, I'm being paid. So I said to him, I said, you know what? So I was feeling a little angry cause my bride was on my neck. Everybody was on my, to get the good shot. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, how much they paying you? Oh, they're not paying me. I said, you know, when something's free, everything looks good. Tell me a price and see if they still happy with those photos. And he was just like, I said, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm just telling you, like I put a lot of work into this and I know that if I would've took those shots for the, what I'm charging, mm. they wouldn't be happy. <laughs> so I left it at that and then he, he disappeared. But something that, that I'll say um, with you being a comedian, uh, I know because I'm a, I'm a funny guy in terms of I did, I've done, you know, I've been a, cl- a class clown. That's different than being a comedian. That's two different things. And so I know you got people yeah. that, oh, that have been class clown or just they, they make yeah. one good joke, right? They might have a good joke. They might have the delivery. They think, yo, I, I gave Dino heat last night. Yo, I, I know that uh, I could get up there. You know and, what I mean? Uh, and, uh, 
listen, <laughs> get him. I, I was the I was that guy. The, right. I hate to be like, oh, I was the. I was one of those. I was the the funny. My whole life, I right, was right. obviously. I'm doing this. Yeah, right. Like comedy was like my life. Like I, I when I discovered I had the skill to make people laugh, it became like a science to me. Mm-hmm. I knew what would make every one of my different friends laugh. Like, you laugh at this. You laugh when I do this. This friend doesn't laugh when I do. He laughs when I do, like, when I f- do something physical, when I make a funny face. Right. This guy laughs when I say something subtle and, like, maybe smart or whatever. Like, And this, like, laugh, comedy, making people laugh was, like, a weapon for me. It was how I made friends. It was how I defended myself. It was, like, it was everything to me. And then when I discovered, like, when I first saw a stand-up, when I first saw it, I mean, it's kind of, um, not corny or cliche, but like when I first saw Eddie Murphy, when I saw Delirious and Raw, I'm not sure which I saw first, but um, Delirious first, yeah. So that was it. That's it. I'm doing that, mind you. I didn't do it right away. It took me a long time to do it because I was scared and life happens. But I always knew I would do it. So, but my, the point of view is people saying like, "Oh, I was the funny guy." There was guys funnier than me. There was guys that I would, you know, be like, yo, this motherfucker is funny, man. Friends, friends of mine, dudes in the hood was like, man, this dude is funny. And I'm pretty sure they probably look at me like, man, I'm funnier than Dino. And and um, mind you, I was funny. But like, you know, those dudes were like the funny guys to me. And I'm pretty sure they look at me and be like, man, hopefully they're proud and be like, oh man, you know, that's dope that he's doing that. But some of them are probably like, man, I could have did that. You know, I'm, I was funnier than him. And the difference is I did it. You have to, exactly. And that brings to one, one last few questions I got for you. Who is one of your idols, living or dead, that you want to meet or you've met already? And what was that conversation like? I've gotten to meet and be on stage with a lot of my, like, you know, do shows with idols and whatever, which was, which has been amazing. Like, man, I used to watch you. Even some of the hood legends. Who you? Who you? Who are these people? Um, no, I'll tell you. So, yeah. well, who's who's a living legend that I want to meet? Yeah, or you've met already, okay. and you've talked to, or whatever. I want to meet Eddie Murphy. I haven't got a chance to meet him. Which is like you would you think that's far fetched, but like I know, like he's in my circle of people I know. Basically, like I know comedians that have met him and like you know, close to him. Like I could meet him. I could meet him any day. You know, and I know people that have met him, and so I would just want to meet him, and I would just say like, "Yo, you're the reason I do this." And then, who have I met? I've met, I've met Kevin Hart. I did a TV show with Kevin Hart. Wait, which TV show with Kevin Hart? I did a Comic View when Comic View came back. It never even came on. Okay, it, it got canceled, but somewhere out there, it's about, you know, I got paid to do it, and and, and um, he he had hosted it when it came back. It like. Two or three episodes they showed, maybe more than that, but like my episode never aired. It's funny because like, there's also like points in your career when you think you're about to make it, that you have like setbacks and or setups for the setback. Right. And you know, I remember when I got the call to do it, and I was like, "Yo, I want to be on TV." Right. Yeah, right. This social, you know, social media hadn't really, really blown up yet, so and that's when TV was a big deal. Now you do it. If you do a set on TV, it means nothing. Unless you put it on social media. Even then, it's like one thing on TV, one five-minute thing on TV mm-hmm. means nothing. Back in the days, if you did Johnny Carson, if you did, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Tonight Show, you did um, David Letterman, that meant something. You was out of here. But then that one five minutes means nothing now. 
Yeah. Now you got to be on, if you're on TV every, every, every week, if you're on TV consistently, then now you're out of here. But one little thing on TV meant nothing. But when I did that, that was kind of when that still meant something. And um, I was like, I'm about to be famous. I think with, even back then with TV though, I think it was that if you look at a, if you look at a person that was on TV, what they had on their, on their agenda that we didn't see. It's all about the work that you got to get you on TV. No, but of even course. when even when they did it, they didn't stop. Like the thing about no, it, no, 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 no. But it was if you look back mm-hmm. at all these. I'm talking back back in the in the Billy Crystal days and the Joan Rivers days and the, and, and, and and Seinfeld Seinfeld yeah, 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 era yeah, yeah. And, and and a little bit past that too. But like if you look back at all the all their careers, they'll tell you that the launching point when the world knew them is when they did the Tonight Show. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, that was the only way for people to the world to, to know you. you. That was it. That was social media. And then, then they took it and they ran with it. Okay, I think that's our time. My boy's come on his way oh, up. Okay. You know, thanks for coming out to 95 Killers Podcast. It's been a blessing to have you here. You know, not just because you're such a successful artist, but because you're a friend of mine and just watching you go through the struggles and with a smile on your face. You know, the 95 Killers Podcast and, you know, the whole movement what you're doing is the essence of that, you know, not just being complacent at a job and accepting your situation, but rising above. So I'm looking forward to see you rise to greater heights in 2020. And I'm going to see you on the top, my brother. You take care of yourself. Y'all listen to this, man. Dino Vigo. Watch for the podcast. You can find me on on everything, Dino. Well, and I'm gonna put your I'm gonna put your name in the author, yeah, yeah, yeah. The author notes. So Come on, me, man. Dino Vigo. Dino Vigo. And you got a website too? I don't have a. Web, I mean, my IG, my Facebook. Okay. Dino Vigo. We gonna work on that website. D-I- yeah, for my boy. D i n o v i g o. Glenn, I'm proud of you, man. This is dope, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thanks. Peace. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the 95 Killers podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at 95Killers. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or loved ones. Hope you're having a blessed day and keep killing those comfort zones. Until next time, peace. The 95Killers podcast is now available for your listening pleasure on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher.